Good day, I'm Anne Dollinger, and you're listening to Coffee Conversations about Influence Marketing. In this episode, we chat with Rose Chewu, Campaign Coordinator at Webfluential. Rose is one of the many people behind the scenes that works really hard to ensure that your influencer campaigns run smoothly. There's some things you probably don't even know about or even think about. So grab a coffee and listen as we discuss all things behind the scenes of prepping and imprinting, influencer campaigns, the importance of the human touch and in-person relationships with influencers in addition to great technology, and having opted in databases of influencer, bring brands and influencers that peace of mind. If you enjoy this podcast, you will also enjoy our fortnightly newsletter that keeps you up to date with influencer news from around the world. Subscribe at the link in the show notes. This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salts have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influences. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Good morning, Rose. Thank you so much for joining us today. So Rose works at Webrentials. She's in the influencer marketing space as a campaign coordinator. So I think, Rose, before we get into our chat today, maybe tell us a bit more of how you actually became campaign coordinator. So I joined Webfluential um, in 2020 as a campaign collaborator, coordinator, and it's just been such a great journey. And how I got into it, I've always been interested in the space, but, you know, it's been actually such a great experience because I have learned everything that I know. Um, I've been taught sort of working with influencers, working with brand, um, and just putting together campaigns. So that's really how I got into it, by just being exposed to the opportunity. But in a nutshell, like actually, what does your job entail? Like, what is your day-to-day life? So my job entails, I onboard influencers onto our platform, the influential platform, um, onboard them. And then when they are selected for a campaign, I will then book them in, um, assist with sort of if there's any shipping, send them any products, um, attend any photo shoots with them if necessary. Each campaign is kind of different. So yeah, so I'll onboard them. When they're selected for a campaign, I will book them in and brief them in and then, you know, just kind of facilitate that relationship between them and the brand and obviously the content team. So you're basically the go-to girl, you're the agent for the time being on the campaign, just making sure everyone's happy, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, just making sure everybody is 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 playing nicely to, with each other, really. Just, and that's what I think has been such a, a, a great part of the experience is kind of the networking and working with people because I've always enjoyed working with people and I feel like everybody can learn from each other. That is fantastic, actually. And also a great skill to have, It is. Right? It comes in really, really handy. And that's when you start to really see and understand that client service or working with people is applicable in all aspects of life. So I love asking this question to all my guests to come on here. Yeah? Before you actually started working in the industry, what was your perception of it? And then actually what attracted you to it? So, I mean, as I said, I think for me, it was just, I was a consumer of it more than anything. So, but not really understanding sort of what goes into it, you know, enjoying content, but now you enjoy content 
on a more deeper level, understanding the work that goes in, the time that goes in to get the campaign running, all the special favors you have to ask the influencers to actually get the content that you're consuming. Um, so it was, yeah, you just consumed it differently and I enjoyed it differently. But now, like I said, I have a deeper love for it, understanding sort of the hard work that goes in from not just me, but as I said, the influencers and also the work that brands put into their campaigns and the money, obviously, that they, that they invest in us as, you know, coordinators and then obviously into, into influencers. So, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed joining it. Like I said, I think my experience with client service or working with people because I was in the TV industry. So I was working with talent and I was, oh, it seems like I hope I'm not destined to be a middle person for forever because I was always, you know, <laughs> talent production houses and, you know, and that kind of thing. And so it kind of, the, I was able to carry the skill across of sort of working um, with people, but also being able to teach and develop people. I think you made a fantastic point. As consumers, when we don't work in the industry, we just see this amazing content. We really enjoy certain people and that's why we follow them. But we don't always see what goes on mm -hmm. behind the scenes to actually get it on that platform because I might consume it for the 20-second video yeah. that it is and get impacted and click through and know about a product and want mm -hmm. to go buy it. But phew, to get it to that point, there's there a lot that, that goes on. That, there is a whole lot. And that's why I said I have a deeper love for it and even respect for it, you know. Um, from all oh, the yes. way to the top, from from brands into the account managers, you know, to getting it across, and and then obviously to us collaborators because it is sleepless nights constantly. But like you enjoy it, you know, it comes from a place <laughs> of enjoyment because you really, as you said, is, is that it's fulfilling that that twenty second will you know make someone happy or you know will deliver a brand's message across. So it's fulfilling at the end of the day, but it is definitely a lot of work. I get you. Uh, as a strategist in this industry, for me, the, the most amazing thing is creating these strategies, seeing clients absolutely yeah. love it, and then handing it over to you guys and you make right. it happen. And for me to actually yeah. see it from going from your PowerPoint presentation right. and, yes. to actually being yes. live. It's like yeah, the best feeling. Definitely. And that's why I said that it's, it then becomes fulfilling. Then, you know, you're not too tired anymore. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So obviously, most brands these days have influencer marketing as part of their strategies. But like we just said, a lot of people still just think it's as easy as just talking to an influencer and then there's the content and that, that kind of is it. So today, we really want to talk about that process, that behind the scenes that we just touched on. So let's start at the beginning. And I'm assuming, as with everything in our industry, start with a good yes. brief. But what does that mean? What goes into a good brief? What's the do's and don'ts for when brands actually brief So us? I think the biggest thing I, for me as a, as a collaborator that gets it from an operational where you now actually have to execute, the brand needs to have a clear vision sort of of the objectives um, of the campaign and a clear understanding of how influencer marketing is going to work for the campaign because I think it's important for, for a brand to understand that a billboard and influencer marketing are going to have a different sort of communication or impact on a person. So they need to understand who they want to talk to um, and, and, and the brief will then tell, you know, who to select, um, 
how to execute, what kind of content goes into that. So a good brief is is really just if they are clear in those object, um, objectives, we're able to to say, okay, video will work here or uh, you know, TikTok will work here or Twitter will work here. Um, but if, if they're not, when they're clear on that, we're able to then take it from there because then they, they will then let us as the experts guide them. So it really is a collaboration. Yeah. It's basically the brands coming to me saying, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to yes. speak to. I put the strategy together with them. I'm like, listen, this will work super, super well. This maybe not. Let's rather go with different platforms for your age groups you want to go to. And then the, once the brief comes to you, you have all that information yes. already, right? Yes, and, 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 and the clearer that it is, easier for me to communicate it to the influencer and also bring the influencer on board. Because remember, influencers get selected before we can even talk to them, right? So if, if uh, X brand wants to you know, com- collaborate with Rose, I still have to go and still sell it to Rose, right? It's not all influencers that yeah. just do any campaign for any amount of money but um so and and so the it's very important to have all of that um worked out so that when i am speaking to to the influencer i'm able to you know make them keen and even interested and even excited to be a part of the brand because influencers now are investing quite a lot in their work that it's more than just content creation right and it's more than just posing for pictures and you know they want to be part of the brand and a lot of them work with brands with the hopes of relationships so it's it's very important to also come at it um, from that direction as well i think that's an an incredibly important Mm. point even though a brand really wants to work with a certain influencer it doesn't mean that influencer wants to work with them yep and I don't think we we no, often think about No, we that. don't. And also, like when I was to- talking about the the brand will have a more enjoyable experience if they do let the experts guide them, because sometimes they, yeah. they have an idea of who they want to use in the campaigns. But we on the other side would know who would work best, you know, and, and there are definitely instances when, you know, the brand says, you know, we really need Anne to be part of the campaign, but, you know, you can add two more people. And we still can say, look, we know you love Anne, but, you know, she's not necessarily aligned with this. We know it's not about numbers anymore, or maybe she's not engaging enough, or, you know, there is something else, or she's working with a different brand. So it's very important that they allow the experts to also kind of guide them, but then also for the experts to kind of understand and assist the brand in, in kind of teaching them and helping them along to also bring their idea, because it's still the idea, and you have to Absolutely. help them execute their vision. I love that. And you're so right. And like you say, sometimes the the influencer they really want just don't align with what mm-hmm. they want to do. But if you understand why they want yeah. that person, you could probably find someone who would work super, super well that still ticks all yes. the boxes. So Rose, speaking about influencers, how do you actually go about finding those influencers to match them to those campaigns and those brands? So it really is, we're grateful to have the technology for it because you can imagine it would be a super manual process to try and search hashtag lifestyle influencer. There are a billion people. <laughs> I was just going to say, the whole world will come up. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we're, we're grateful and we're fortunate to have, you know, some of the best technology that does assist with that. So it really is... It's not too much of a manual process, but it really is in there. If, if you want to 
make sure that the brand's vision is going to be executed in the best way possible. Then you will put in the hours and you will go in and you'll search. And our biggest thing or my biggest thing has been relationships. So to develop the relationships and I, I think from when I started with Fluential, my biggest thing was to put a face to it, you know, to kind of make, to build a friendship, really. You really want to be someone that people can trust and someone that people can, you know, work with and even refer you to other people. So relationships have been kind of my go-to for a very long time because you know that influencers will then put out the best work because they trust you and because you've been referred to by the best and all of that. So relationships are quite big, but yeah, you need to match influencers in such a way that people that are understanding and that actually respect brands and respect the work that they do and also influencers that do content creation because they love it and not for money because then you'll find that those people will really even go the extra mile for influencers so it is all about relationships and finding the right kind of personality more than it is about finding the right kind of content or aesthetic but the tech obviously helps mm. you a lot. Talk to me about the tech and how that helps you actually identify these influencers. So the tech is, is, is really amazing. It's it, from being able to filter by country because, I mean, we've run campaigns not only just in South Africa, but sort of all over to be able to, you know, search by country, by age, by style, by by all kinds of things, by categories, you know, you're able to search business woman and entrepreneur and all of that stuff. So it really, really um, comes in very, very handy. And you'll be surprised at the things that people put in their bio, which turned out to be very, very helpful, <laughs> you know, so that the tech is actually quite uh, a big part of it. And I mean, without the tech, we are, we are very lost. But again, it is very yeah. important for the tech to also have a face and some someone that they can trust and they can hold accountable because at the end of the day when an influencer is struggling they don't call contact us on the on on the site they call rose and they're like hey rose did you know your website is down and all of that but not that our website goes down <laughs> but <laughs> no, no 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 we, we, we don't go down but a face to to the take is is, is very helpful but yeah some of the best stuff to be able to to, to filter and house we've got a ton <laughs> on their thousands and thousands of influences um as i said not just in south africa but sort of all over and we're able to to find them pretty easy you know and 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 store the information and they're able to to update their profiles and have controls of their profiles and also you know it also makes for a better experience for clients to be able to send them a, a professional list as opposed to you know an excel with like a thousand columns of who should be best and who they should select. So it definitely does make for, for a better experience. And even for them, they know that their rates are updated. So they, they know, we know how much they're charging. And if they're not aligned, we're not going to have, you know, the constant back and forth of misaligning or mismatching. No, absolutely. And I think the big thing with this kind of tech that Webflential has is like it's got an opted in base. Like you were saying, you've got thousands and thousands of influencers on there that's already sorted into categories their rates have been uh, identified. Also, they are part of the Weblential yeah. family. So when someone from Weblential, Rose, contacts them, it's not someone out the blue. It's not a stranger. They don't know if they can yes. trust them. It's literally like, oh, I know Weblential. I'm part of the team. I don't need to worry whether they're dodgy, whether yes. I'm getting paid, who they're working with. So that also plays yes. a big part. And that speaks a lot into the relationship of it, you know, building trust with 
um, not just Correct. again, not just influencers, but also with brands where you are a trusted source. You're not just a platform and you're not just a click, but you really are a click away. It still must feel sort of personalized. We don't want to feel like robots to people. We want people to be able to be. The number of times that my number has been shared is a little bit undesirable, but you know, <laughs> I, I, but it sometimes is also very fulfilling to understand, to know that people are trusting us enough to refer their friends and and to 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 have us help and teach and develop them and and ask for advice and all of that so it is very fulfilling because and that just speaks into you know the though they've opted in we care for them you know and we we want them to be safe as well and and to also get as many opportunities as they can and i think there's a flip side to that as well you nurture those relationships when a brand works with referential, they know that we've got the quality of influences that they need and that they are going to deliver good work just purely also because of that relationship. That's yes, involved. definitely. It makes for a much smoother and, and more valuable customer um, experience for the brand that helps them to come back because they know that they're not just getting a a list and just click and then that's it there's the extra mile and the extra hours and whatsapp groups up there whatsapp groups <laughs> hashtag no filter that's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people for an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real life situations go check out the salt.co.za they are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing <laughs> all forms part to make to to make them feel safe you know um i think for a very long time i think brands have we've been just so disjointed from us as collaborators and to account managers not understanding each other but to now get to a place where we're, we're all coexisting and we all have one goal in mind and then we bring the influencer in to help us execute the goal absolutely and they do they become part of the yeah. marketing team for as long as our campaign is right so we have to treat them Definitely. Accordingly. Yeah. And it also teaches them as well that you're not just coming into here as a person who's just going to post a picture for us. You're coming in as part of our team. You are going to execute this vision that we've had from any strategist all the way to Rose the Collaborator. <laughs> but now we're bringing you in to put all of that and put it out there. We're the coaches. You, you need, need to get, to get on, on the field. The field. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. So now you've got your list of influencers. Your client is super happy with them. They are now signed off. They want these influencers on their campaign. And like we said earlier, we might have the perfect influencers for you. We put you on the list. We know that you're not working on competing brands. You know, you can do an amazing job. Ooh, now what? Now I actually need to get these influencers on this campaign. So what are those next steps that you go into? So, I mean, once sign-off um, happens, there's still a little bit way to go. And I think because you would have had the conversation with brand and everybody would be aligned on things like timelines, this is where a big part has been in teaching the brands about like sort of turnaround times and managing expectations that before content creation was just taking a picture with your phone. But today, content creation is a videographer, photographer, makeup artist, a hair person, a driver, a business at that a drone there's all kinds of things that are involved in there so there's quite a bit after that but once we once we sign them off they come to me nice and safe I introduce to them if it's the first time that they're working with us you know introduce them to influential how it works explain even pay payment processes and who to contact, how it's going to work and how everything is going to sort of unfold we sign them on 
um, or rather we book them into the campaign by explaining to them briefly what the campaign is going to be about, get interest from them. And then um, once they're booked in, then we hand them over to our content coordinators. So it's, it comes back to that ecosystem or family um, element of it. And then the, uh, the content coordinators then take over, send them a more detailed brief, again, also explaining to them how to submit content, how to record content, when um, all of that is due. So there's quite some time that ha- that passes in that time before we get to content creation part because of also understanding that some influencers work full-time, some are full-time moms. And then obviously those that are actually influencers full-time, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is just sitting there waiting for Rose to come through. You know, this, yeah, no. so there's quite a, lo- a lot of, of time, but we've 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 got to a place where we're able to manage that quite well for for clients as well keeping clients up to date managing those expectations that it takes about two days for the influencer to respond um and if they haven't responded by then around the third day we will then offer you a replacement option because again going back to the advantage of having such an amazing tech is that we house so many people and because we have very similar influencers or content creators that are that are available on there. And so there's that whole process and, and you know, you get things like addresses if you need to send um, the influencers any sort of product that they will need for the, for the campaign. So there's quite a lot of time that goes into there, but we've gotten to a place where we've managed it uh, quite smoothly and the client knows ahead of time that it takes about, I don't want to say seven days, child, but it takes, you know, a couple of days from booking the influencer in to briefing the influencer in. And then you also need to give them some time to create content. What we like to do is like we we like to give our content creators the weekend to create um, content. So we try to have everybody briefed in by like a Thursday and have everybody submit the content that Sunday and and that gives sort of the majority of the group if it's like 10 influencers or so it gives about eight of them or seven of them to at least have it done by then then you have those two few that you know needed an extra day because of traveling or anything like that so there's quite a bit that happens in there but we've managed to to make it a smooth enough process and um, yeah it's quite enjoyable it's very very time consuming but very fulfilling again as we said. What I do love is that there are all these steps Put in place and groups and people to really help not only the influencer but the brand to like get to that common goal yeah. what you're saying to your point earlier you brief them in there's another team that comes in that actually makes sure gives them tips and tricks and tell them this is how we want to shot here's a mood board this is what the yeah. vision is and then obviously hand it over so because you know our influencers need their creative yes. freedom as well to play within that boundaries to make it amazing And I think holding their hand like that also gives the brand quite a sense of ease that it's going to come out the way they want it. And if not, you know what, we can tweak. But generally, that content's going to be Yeah, generally the content comes out well because of the briefing process being so, so intricate. Down to the final detail, you know, before the the brief is even sent out to influencers, the brand would have approved it. And, you know, we said, this is what we're going to, these are the examples we're going to send to them. So everybody always is is kind of aligned. And and even with the reverts, you know, then you don't have too many reverts. And some brands, we even offer the advice to say, we, we have advice for for influencers to submit for perhaps a script before they record the video which then you know kind of lessens that whole process it's just reading a script if it's approved by the time they record the video you know that everybody's aligned 
that they're going to say the right thing and the captions are correct and all of that stuff. And But as you said, again, still allowing the influencer to to kind of be authentic in their, in their content creation because the brand needs that um, for the campaign, for the campaign and the content to be relatable. I mean, that's why we use influencers and not just create exactly. ads, right? That's the whole point. Exactly. And it's very, very important, again, you know, in teaching brands about being careful about trying to brief influencers to create ads. That's probably the quickest way to lose an influencer. If you ask them to stand (laughs) at the corner and say this or go, no, you know, you just say because they are, they're creatives. And again, you know, when you, when you say to them, when you give them sort of a brief and just say, this is what we want to get across, you know, this is the message we want to get across and you let them sort of shine. As you said, we've given them the tips and tricks and say, you know, as long as you don't do this, you can do this and, and, and all of that. And, and client also then starts to understand that if you really want to speak to people, you have to relate to them. Absolutely. And influencers know their audiences far better than we do. They know what resonates, they know what works. Give them the parameters, but then let them do their thing. And the nice thing is we will send clients the actual content to approve. So there's no surprises that's popping up in your feeds. You can still say, no, I don't want that. Yes, within (laughs) reason, obviously, you know. Because again, it goes back to to explaining to them, saying, okay, I know you really want Rose to speak English, but in all of Rose's content, you know, she speaks Sepedi. So if she starts to speak English, all her followers... It's gonna What's be going on? So it, it 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 does go back to that, but then that's why it it comes back to that coexisting where everybody's kind of working together to just as long as the goal 100%. is achieved. And also feeling like we're the we're the experts for a reason. We're supposed right. to consult. Um, if we see something that's not gonna work, or to your point, why would you want both to speak English? No one's gonna actually pay exactly. attention to and her. And then you would have wasted a whole lot of time. Um, you know, forcing that one piece of content that could have been probably your best piece of content because it was so true to self. Exactly. So we've got the content, our creators on board, they've created it, it's approved. Our beautiful campaign goes live. So now what? Do we just go like, great job, content creators, let your free back <laughs> fly, go for it. Do you actually still keep in touch? Do you still guide them at that point? What's happening while the campaign is actually so again going on? speaking to to relationships um influencers also I find obviously the 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 most of them that are you know very teachable and love to get um feedback and and input a lot of them will keep in touch and say, "How did I do? What do you think I can do better?" Did the brand like it? Is there anything else I can do? And are there any other campaigns? I mean, obviously, a lot of them keep up to try and still get more opportunities to work. So I I believe very much in, in keeping in touch with them because, again, the relationships I know that I will need for another campaign and be able to put people forward and teach them and, and kind of grow them, help them grow their brand. So we keep in touch quite a, for, for quite a long time, I guess, kind of, making sure that they still feel like that they're family. So even after that, you know, maybe brand also still wants to send them something afterwards if initially they didn't. So there's still the communication is still kind of open. A relationship really, really helps for those kind of things because if you can imagine if if you made 
person not feel that comfortable, how would you go back and ask for a screenshot and, and, and be able to, to get it, you know, in the blink of an eye because, you know, they trust you now. So now you become their friend. You're like, hey, friend, can you please send me the screenshot from the story yesterday? And they just send, hey, Miss Rose, send the screenshot. And then, you know, we just kind of do it. Hey, friend, I need a favor. So, and then they, you know, so the relationships are actually quite a quite a very very big um, aspect of it. So we definitely keep in touch with them after the campaign um, about the campaign, and you know if they want any feedback or if they want to use the content for themselves or whatever, if they need anything like that, if they want to update their profiles and all of that. And then reporting. Reporting is so important. I mean, from where I start, we put KPIs in those strategies that we all sign off on. So how important is that campaign reporting at the end of the day? Because, I mean, content is more than just Yeah, content. no, the, the reporting is absolutely crucial. Um, we are fortunate to offer some of the most valuable information from our reporting because of our amazing tech. And it's not all techs that are out there that can bring back some of the information that we get. And even in our initial onboarding and, and uh, influencer selections, um, we have some of the best tech. So the reporting is actually very crucial, you know, and will actually tell if the the brand has had a good enough experience to to come back and and more than that to actually consider influencer marketing as an actual strategy you know because remember before before the pandemic i guess a lot of brands some of them weren't influencer marketing wasn't its own and so uh it speaks to that so the reporting is actually very crucial so our reporting is some of the best <laughs> but yes um very very valuable information that speaks to that and that can uh, teach the brand and teach us and you know even us as as agency or as collaborators we learn um from the reportings of what we could have done better how we could have you know how we can improve for client and what we can do for the next campaign you know when they come back um to do work with us no absolutely i think sometimes brands think it stops when that campaign is over but that reporting is so crucial to look at did we reach all our kpis if we didn't yeah. why what was what happened like you say get those insights um and if we shut the lights out also why did we shoot the lights out what was the thing that worked so incredibly right. well that we want to carry over into our next yeah. campaign because obviously your consumers yeah. love this so well, and you know, the consumers love it and even the influencers, because some influencers, when you onboard them, they don't think they're going to have a spectacular time. They, you know, some of them take it on as work, but the experience from either, you know, the communication from the brand team or the content coordinators or the collaborators even become such an amazing experience that even part of the report could be this influencer loved it so much that we had an influencer on one of our other campaigns who loved from just being influenced actually went and bought a car sold a car. his own car to buy the car that we ran a campaign on because of just that ex exactly so it's that's crazy okay. it's a car it's whole car he changed <laughs> his whole entire lifestyle and just went and bought an suv just because of the influence from the campaign that we ran so now we can go back to the brand and say I don't know if you know you know you you thought we did well in that campaign, but how about this? This influencer's friend went and bought the actual car just purely from just seeing and just understanding and just growing to love just the campaign and then eventually falling in love with the brand. So reporting is, is key. That's amazing. I love the influencer got exactly as well right? at the same time. <laughs> exactly. So Rosie, my very last question for you today is. 
obviously you've been in the industry for quite a while. You've seen everything. You've experienced everything. What are still some of the biggest mistakes that you see brands make in influence marketing? Some of the, the mistakes that I see, I think one is the influencer selection style. Um, I think some brands are really falling in love with influencers because of perhaps who they are or they see an astronomical number of followers or that that person was trending. They miss out on the opportunity to get an even better profile um, of influencer that can even add even more value to their campaigns just based on their level and respect for content creation. Not that not all in, uh, influencers don't respect the, the content creation process, but there are really people who are putting even way more of an effort. And us as the experts have been fortunate enough to be exposed to these kind of profiles. And, and we continuously try to, to guide the brand to say, okay, I know you said you want Annie because, you know, you think she's got this many followers in this, but here's where you actually want to play, you know, and then speak again to reporting, for example, to say in our previous campaign, these are the numbers that she reached, you know, and this is actually the outcome of it the influence of it and this is the value that they got versus what to just get one picture some people do pictures and stories and that so the profile selection sometimes i find is a little bit misguided um, at times because of them thinking that just because this person was trending that they're going to achieve those numbers or they're going to hit all the numbers or the, the goals for the campaign so it starts off there and then sometimes it's it's kind of boxing influencers in uh, we spoke about it briefly and wanting influencers to create ads kind of and and that's not really the style of it and and it's important for again for for brands to to continue to to be comfortable enough to let the experts kind of guide them um, in that selection and even in the brief to say, okay, I know you, this is how you want to do it, but to, to get a message across, across, authenticity is key. You know, we need people to post to their followers how they would normally post. You don't want them to just all of a sudden speak. Like if I posted today and I was speaking really like hectic terminology, people would look at me weird because, you know, it's not speaking to them the way I normally speak to. So, yeah, so assisting yeah. brands with, with pro, it, I, I really believe that it, it begins there because once once we help them with the profile selection, we make them understand um, sort of what goes into influencer selection. I believe that they, they even get more creative with the brand um, campaigns because now when they see the profiles in front, they see what people are doing and what influencers are actually doing and what actually works. Then now they're actually even more inspired to to create an even better brief, you know, and and to to build an even even better campaign. So I do believe that there's much bigger room for brands to continue to trust experts. But I also, in the same breath, can say, you know, that experts must rather guide and help the brand to kind of execute the idea as opposed to we don't want to bulldoze the ideas just because we're the experts, but to really just help them and 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 yeah, help them in their best way. So kind of just meet each other halfway. I agree. If you've got the right person with the right idea, with the right guidance, that should be an unstoppable yeah. campaign. Well, also, implementation is very important <laughs> to be able Definitely. to implement it properly. <laughs> Rose, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you imparting your wisdom on us and telling everyone more about behind the scenes. I hope everyone understands thank it a bit so more much. and realize that it's 
not just briefing someone and then yep. let it go. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's very important that we continue to teach each other as we learn. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Reza. Thank you, Eddie, one. you too. Bye. Bye. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.